BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I hope you're having a great first day of October. If you are a Halloween lover, then this is like your Super Bowl. So I'm excited for you. I actually love fall. It's my favorite season. And I don't know, it just like gives me good vibes, gives me good energy. I love living on the East Coast because I get to see the leaves change. I think that listening to this, my goal is for you to be excited about fall. But that's definitely not what this conversation is about today. I sat down with an awesome awesome person named Jordan. And she is the host of a podcast called The Horny Housewife. And at first I was like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? Because like, I'm going to have to talk about sex. I'm going to have to really get into it this time. And you know, I dabble in the podcast, but I don't really get into it. Well, today we're really getting into it. So I've already given my in-laws and my parents a heads up not to listen to this episode. Let's hope that they respect my wishes. And you know what? Steven's been so busy with his his company that he hasn't been listening either. So that's also a blessing because we really get into it today. We're going to talk about mismatched libido, sex in long-term relationships, and kind of how it ebbs and flows and how it's normal. Like, for example, when we first started dating like when you first start dating anyone, you're having sex all the time. Like your relationship, sometimes you have to pause to be like, is it just about sex? Like, do they actually like me or do they just want to have sex with me? And then you continue dating for longer and you're like, oh no, like they like me. They The sex is not happening as frequently and that's normal. And then there's like the red flag. Like I've been, I remember I dated someone and like after eight months, they just like stopped wanting to have sex. Like, I think it was like, literally we would have it like once every two weeks. And I confronted him and he was like, yeah, just like, you know, the lack of like newness, like really just like didn't do it for me. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is never going to work because like, you're going to have to get over that. Cause if we're going to be together forever, like there's not going to be newness. But there is, you know, there are ways to keep that going. And obviously both partners have to be willing to do that. We also talk about solo pleasure, like masturbation and 
that kind of stuff. And we also talk about fantasy and like discussing your fantasies with your partner. I have, I'm like an open book with Steven in terms of what I'm into. I just feel like that. I don't know. I feel like sometimes we can feel like sex is like dirty and the more we make it a secret, the more dirty we feel about it almost. And so for me, I've just always been really honest about what I'm into sexually with Steven specifically, not necessarily in the past. Like, you know, it'd have to be someone that I really feel comfortable with, but being open with him about it is so good because I really do feel like sex should be the best with your long-term partner. And that can only happen if you're honest. It's like with therapy, like therapy is only going to work for you if you're being transparent with your therapist. Like you're not holding back the fact that you smoke weed every night or you're not holding back the fact that you were in the wrong in the fight with your sister. Like you got to be completely honest for it to do its job. And that's how I feel with sex. It's like, if I'm not going to tell him what kind of porn I watch, then he might not know to like say something like, I mean, you'll learn in this episode, so I don't want to spoil it. And also just like you get into seasons with your partner. Like there are seasons where you're not having sex as much. And, you know, I've spoken about like our recent season with Stephen's back and being pregnant. There's only so many positions that feel good and like how you have to be intentional with it to kind of keep that flame lit. And Jordan and I have like share some similar toxicities where it's like, we technically have the higher libido, but it's like, do we, or do we just want to present as having the higher libido because it's a protective method to not get hurt, to not get like cheated on, to not get, to keep them on their toes type of thing. And so we talk about all of that. I am currently just having gotten back from my baby moon slash birthday trip where Stephen and I were in LA. I hope it went well. <laughs> um, and I also want to let you know that we're doing a another solo episode in the next few weeks on the Patreon. And it's going to be about like deeper red flags in relationships. And if people like it, we'll release it as a real episode. So feel free to subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash we met at Acme. Also, if you haven't written a review yet, my birthday just passed three days ago. So if you want to give me a birthday gift, you can write a nice review. You just have to go to the iTunes app, wherever you listen to podcasts, scroll to the bottom, rate five stars and write something nice because it really helps the podcast. And I can't believe we've been doing this for six years. It's insane. And I want the podcast to continue because I love it. It makes me so happy. And I love conversations like the one you're going to hear today because we get to be so real that we don't actually have to look at you in the face when we're being so real. So it's great. And anyway, that's all I got for today. I want you to enjoy the episode and I'm excited because we have a long list of some great episodes that I've recorded recently to share with you. And they're all from diverse guests 
who all have something interesting to say and contribute. So stay tuned for the next weeks to come. And I hope you enjoy Jordan. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Jordan Hakes, the host of the Horny Housewife podcast. Hey, Jordan. Hello, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here with you. I cannot wait to have this conversation. I just want to let any parents of mine know that they could stop listening right about now and choose another episode. So yeah, Jordan, what is your favorite romantic gesture? Oh, you know what? I feel like kissing is so underrated because mm. as I'm married. And so I've been I, not married forever. I've been with my husband for eight years, almost nine years, but long enough to where you, know, you have to be intentional in your relationship for sure, for sure, for sure. And I feel like kissing is one of those things. Is that a gesture? I don't even know. But that's sure. one of those things that I think maybe sometimes men, maybe I'm generalizing, need a little push of like, don't forget that I like all the other stuff too. And I feel like kissing can get sidelined, put in the back seat. And I also like men who plan because maybe it doesn't come naturally for all of them. But I really like to see that he can get his mind out of work and kid boss mode and like be thoughtful. That's my favorite. I love both of those like so much. I think my <laughs> husband is a little challenged when it comes to planning, but mm-hmm. that's fine because he was good when he needed to be, which is when he was pursuing me and pretending to be a planner because he knew that I needed a plan. <laughs> Kissing, I'm so glad you brought that up because I just recently talked about this on a podcast with Shan Boudram, who's amazing. We were talking about how important making out is after you're married And people forget, like even in relationships, even in long-term relationships where I didn't marry them, the kissing like did kind of stop towards the end. And that was obviously indicative of, you know, the lack of success in that relationship. But with my husband, we make out all the time. And I say like a make out a day keeps the divorce lawyer away, you know? (laughs) My parents were in like a little marriage camp thing at one point. And my mom was like, we were challenged to make out for 10 minutes a day. And they're like, we really see the impact that it had on our marriage. And it's little things like that. I don't, I wonder why kissing goes to the sideline. Is it maybe because of comfortability and routine? I think that routine and predictability can be so unsexy sometimes. I agree. I think also like there's a bajillion reasons, like maybe one partner's a smoker and that's kind of gross. Maybe like whatever reason it is, it's an excuse in my mind. Like kiss your, kiss your partner, kiss your partner. And then if you're stagnant to me, that's just going backwards. Like if you're just Mm -hmm. complacent, you're not kind of just staying there. You're actually going backwards. So you have to be intentional. That's my big pusher to couples is you're not going to always feel like it. And I feel like maybe this is polarizing, but we live in a time now where a lot of people say, I don't think what I'm saying now applies to everything. Mm -hmm. But when you choose your person, it's not always going to feel like it's serving you. When something is destructive, abusive, betrayal, like I understand there are reasons to say, I'm not going to do this anymore because it's truly not serving you. But when you're not vibing, you're on different pages, you're in a season that's not comfortable, 
I personally believe you're supposed to ride through and choose them. And I feel like I'm rewarded by the universe for doing that. 100% agreed. I love that. And that's just coming from someone who has been married longer than me. It's good to hear. And backing up a little bit for people who don't know you, Jordan, how old are you and where are you from? And then tell us a little bit about your relationship status, as you mentioned before. I'm 33. I turned 34 this month. I'm disgusted. (laughs) And I am, I was born in Dallas. I grew up in Houston, Texas. Now I live on in the Pacific Northwest. So I came to Portland for a year thinking it was just going to be a year for fun because I went to Nashville the previous year and I met my husband three days later. So I'm a stepmom. So we're kind of like, I'm here while we're raising our children. I have a stepson who is going to be 14 and we have a son who is six. I'm a boy mom. I'm surrounded by testosterone. I have a father, a brother. My mom passed away after I turned 30. And so it's just like testosterone all around me. (laughs) And so the podcast is how I became sane again. I feel like I needed Mm -hmm. something else because I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, a housewife, because my mom, I was like, you're a housewife. You can do whatever you want, when you want. It's so cool. And she's like, find yourself, like do something. You'll be bored. You'll be, I'm like, no, I won't be bored. And I got bored. I got, and I'm like, my identity is wrapped up in wife, mother. I feel like I'm serving, serving, serving. And I needed something for myself. And I didn't want to be like every other woman who gets her real estate license when she's having a crisis. No offense to anyone that's got their real estate license whatsoever. But I was like, I need something for me. So I started The Horny Housewife and it's been lovely creating a space to like shit talk about the ebbs and flows and the seasons and then make something out of it. Like I don't want to have mediocre sex the rest of my life. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny, I was just reading a book called Bad Summer People and it's like this gossipy book. And there's a line in it that's like basically reiterating what you said about the real estate. It's like (laughs) every woman's either getting their real estate license or becoming a life coach. And it's so true. It's Um, so true. And and I think it's awesome that you talk about these subjects that a lot of housewives would not be comfortable talking about. And I'm so excited to kind of dive in to some of those with you. Let's start kind of talking about sex in marriage and in long-term relationships. Did you, when you met your now husband, did you feel like you were on the same page with your sex drive? Actually, no. Uh, And that Mm -hmm. had never happened to me. And it was a whole mind fuck. So in a lot of my relationships, I think it was with sex addicts. I mean, people that, I mean, maybe they were just piece of shit men, but men who were insatiable, needed to get off every day. And I just felt like until the first time I got cheated on was when I'm like, it rocks you and you love a man and you find out that they were a completely different way behind your back. And I think that fucked me up in the head. And I was like, oh, okay. So more sex, keep the man. Like I had this whole, like my mother was... She told me, like, if you don't satisfy your man, somebody else will. And Mm -hmm. she was taking me to the laundry store, probably too young, while she tried on her little outfits for my dad, which I don't know if that was cool of her. But at the time, I was horrified. 
But then right. when I grew up, I was like, wow, my parents were fucking like they really were into each other. So I guess that's not bad. But I think that I think that credits to why I'm so open or able to talk about it because she was like that. They were like that. Still very religious, but very much so like we're married, like let's have the best sex ever. And I think that my own relationship experience, I thought all men were the same. And then when I met my husband, he wanted to have sex, I guess, enough, a lot. You fuck a lot in the beginning, right? Can I say? Yeah, of course. It would be a little late if not. (laughs) I think I've already said it. It was like any normal couple in the beginning where you're all into each other. But I was like, every time I was coming over, I thought, we were supposed to have sex. And I think most women would say like, yeah, that sounds pretty normal. But I didn't know, and this is getting like vulnerable and sharing his business, but he was on medicine that really affected his drive. And so that was kind mm. of something we had to navigate. And he's like six years older than me. And so he's about to be 40. And he recently got on testosterone like a couple of years ago, actually because he has such a really low testosterone level. And it was all the symptoms of low testosterone, not just low libido. And I mean, we were always having sex at least once a week because I would spiral and think like, feel so rejected, so unwanted, stop feeling sexy. All these lies I would tell myself because sex equaled validation for me for, I think it does a little bit. I'm, I'm in therapy. I talk about it. But I, uh, it took a while to navigate understanding that rejection and communicating that to him of how I felt and him being like, my body's not broken. Like, I feel like it's broken. I want you. I love you. I don't know why I don't, I feel like this, but then him getting on testosterone rocked his whole world. And I know it's not for everybody, but it's for him and it changed his life. So if anyone's out there and they have all those symptoms, it's so worth checking out and could change your whole life and relationship. Yeah. And I think that's just a common misconception in general about men like with like your exes in those situations of them being insatiable. Like I think we've all experienced that, right? I mean, it doesn't always last past like the first six months necessarily, but we've all experienced that. So when we experience not that, we're like, what's wrong with us. We internalize it, as you said. And I think also, and like, I've talked about this before, it's less about like, for, for me, I don't even, I don't really know how to, how to say it, but it's like, I feel like I don't, sometimes I don't know if I have a really high sex drive or if I just like need the validation, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, like, And the reason I'm like always down with my husband is because I need to know that like he's always down and that he always wants to fuck me. And (laughs) I also, I also grew up with those messages that were like, if you're not giving it to your man, he's getting it from somewhere else. Like Mm -hmm. if he's not getting it from you, he's getting it from someone else. Mm -hmm. And like, even today, still in media, we hear that all the time. Like, what was I expect watching it. recently? Almost expect it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's fucked up. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. I was watching something recently. I kind of forgot what it was, but it was some like, I think reality show. 
And the girl said, to, oh, no, it was it was a housewife, ep, a housewife. I was episode. just about to say, is it real? Housewives? Real housewives. <laughs> yes. And and I actually I actually know one of the housewives, Erin, and she's so sweet. And I think it was a scene with like her and her husband. And she was like, what would you do if like I didn't fuck you for a year? And he was like, I would have I would fuck someone else. Yes. And at first I was like, how dare he say that? That's like disgusting. And I still am like, yeah, no, he shouldn't have said that. Lie. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but like, that is what's ingrained in us. Yeah. And if it were reversed, like if your man didn't fuck you for a year, what would you do? You want me to be honest with you? I mean, I probably would divorce. I mean, I would be like, what's going on? I would uh, turn inward for Shirzies. But I think there would be a breaking point if I'm, for me, I'm a high drive woman. Like I want to have sex. I do. I feel like it actually tames me. No, it does. And, what would and you it's do? different for it's well, I would communicate to him like okay, yes. I need some Me sort of physical thing. So can I sleep with someone? Yeah. Can we like, open I it? Would, I would yeah. ask. Yeah, I would ask him first. Yes. Like I'd be like, yes. the last yes. thing I want is to go fuck someone else behind yes. your back. Can I do it? Asking you permission? Because this is really tough. I mean, obviously it depends like why, you know, if God forbid he was really sick and for some reason couldn't that like I, you know, there's so many factors. I literally always get this crazy bill from Apple each month. And I'm like, what the hell am I paying for? Like, did I sign up to pay in increments from my iPhone? I'm so confused. So Finally, I went into my Rocket Money app and I realized that I've been paying for Amazon Prime Video. When was the last time you watched a movie on Amazon Prime Video? I'd love to know. And also like I can use my parents' Amazon Prime Video if I'm dying to see a movie that's only on Amazon Prime Video. Anyway, my point is you probably have no idea what subscriptions you are paying and they're draining your wallet. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions and they probably don't even remember subscribing to half of those. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it literally does it for you. You don't have to do anything. You just say like, you know, they show you the, what you've been paying recurring. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Unsubscribe. And they'll do it for you. It's genius. Whoever thought of this is honestly just someone that's trying to make our lives so much better and so much easier. And I'm so grateful that they are working with our podcast because I love it. I can't get enough of it. Also, like they tell me when I'm paying a bill that looks on the too high side and they're like, let's look into why you're being overcharged when normally people don't pay this much. It's genius. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Acme. That's rocketmoney.com slash Acme. Again, rocketmoney.com slash Acme. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And actually right now I'm experiencing something and I'm curious what you think. Like my husband just had back surgery. Mm-hmm. And so sex is really hard and I'm pregnant. And so there's only mm-hmm. like so many positions that I can mm-hmm. do. And were you extra horny pregnant, by the way? I am and I'm not. Like it, okay. it, it very goes up and down. It's, it's less that like I'm really horny and more that like when I do start to like want it, I need it then that okay. moment. Like, gotcha. and the orgasms I feel are better. I think that that's normal. I think that that's like, cause it's mm-hmm. easier to do it by yourself, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's always easier to do it by, by yourself <laughs> and we're going to get into solo pleasure also. But it, yeah, it's been hard because of the back surgery. Like the only position that works for him is doggy because he has to stand up. Okay. So he had, has he been like in bed, bedridden? Is, is he able to? I mean, basically now he can move a little bit, but sitting down is like not a thing. So you're just going to have position, to navigate this season. Yeah. You're just going to you're just gonna have to ride it through. I mean, life, no pun intended. life happens, <laughs> right? And you're just going to have to figure it out. And he's going to have to figure out how to be generous. Y'all have to get creative with toys, fingers, mouths, divide. I don't know. Mutual masturbation. All the, You could get creative. And it's not oh, totally. like it has to stay that way. It could be something that gets you through the time. A little. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also important to like lean into like fantasies at this at times like this, where things are either stale or like you're not getting a lot of what you want. And I'm curious, do you have a fantasy or like a role play, you know, that you play out with your husband? Okay. So I don't like get dressed up and play certain characters. I think what we like to do, because I'm not, I haven't been married a million years. I feel like I'm not trying to do everything right now. He may get really bored of me in 10 years and then I got to get extra creative or something. But (laughs) I like to incorporate dirty talk because... It's just a fun way to also gauge how hot it is to your partner. And if you have a fantasy, like most people have like one, I think it's like seven categories of fantasies. You can Google them. I could probably name them, but they're in three categories. One that you completely keep to yourself, something that is in your mind, in your mind only, you have no intention of sharing it. And I feel like if that's shame induced, I think you could do work around it, but you're allowed to keep Mm. whatever you want to yourself. And then there's the kind you want to incorporate in the bedroom to make it steamy and hotter. Doesn't mean you want to do it in real life. And then there's fantasies that like you want to do, like you want to, I mean, what's novel for someone might not be for the other person. So what's really freaky to you might not be freaky to me or vice versa, but maybe someone wants to join the Mile High Club and they're going to make that happen. And then maybe for me, I love, and this sounds like don't anyone judge me, but who cares? I love thinking about my husband with another woman, but I would never, never be down for it in real life. And I think a lot of women share this fantasy with me and just don't like to admit it. I am. It's like you're it's like you're reading my mind. It's crazy. That is a huge fantasy of mine. But I have to tell you, okay, I wouldn't be opposed to 
it in real life. No, I, I, I would, I would, I would watch it for sure. Happily. I wouldn't draw the line at reality. Like maybe I couldn't do it right now, but it doesn't mean later. But I know if I did it later, it could not be close to home. It could not be. It would have to oh, be. Of course not. We're yeah. traveling. It's got to be something that's more of like something that we're enjoying together. I just don't. I couldn't him be like, your friend's hot. Let's all do it. Like I could never, oh, no, do never, never, like never, never, never. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the rules and guidelines would be strong yeah. around that. <laughs> Hard. Um, that, that is definitely a fantasy of mine. But it's funny that you mentioned those three categories because I don't have, and I'm not just saying this because we're recording a podcast. I don't have any <laughs> fantasies that I wouldn't admit. A good sign though that you feel safe. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and I truly, and I also just I'm too much of an open book, which I'm sure my listeners are like, yeah, um, that's <laughs> <know>. true. <laughs> but my like main fantasy and tell me if this turns you on too. Okay. Is imagining that my husband is married to another woman and like, I am like the other girl. You're the other woman. <laughs> I've never thought about that. Is that, is that weird of me? I always no. think, I like to think of me when I call my husband at work. And I'm talking to him thinking that like some woman is servicing him while I'm talking on the phone with him. I don't know. That's like, but that's similar. That's trauma. I think that's from trauma. Like, I don't know if that's trauma. That's like, that's like, that's like a cheating fantasy in a way. Yeah. But I, every time I'm cheated on, it hurts really, really badly. So why, and my husband's never betrayed me or I wouldn't be married to him. But I, why do I, ever since I've been cheated on, I've fantasized about that. I just find it odd. I think it's because you feel safe enough with your husband to know that that would never happen. So the idea of him getting head from someone while he's talking to his wife on the phone is so not realistic that yeah, it's hot. It's, I can like get aroused. If, if it, yeah. yeah. Like if it were, if you were sus of him and you were thinking yeah. that, like that would be awful because True that. having that thought would make you spiral. But knowing that that's never going to happen I feel like is what makes it really hot. Right. Yeah. And I think it would not be fun to live your whole life with a fantasy that you had to keep to yourself. So I I feel the same way. I feel like I can share it all and I'm not going to get judged. No one's going to yuck my yum because there are things that I've wanted to do that he's like, yeah, we'll do that for you. But I'm not really into that kind of thing. Like I like the almost getting caught. I want to do it where we're hidden. I'm not going to go to jail. It's not going to be like, I'm not going to get in trouble, but you know, where I could get caught and it's sexy. And that makes him like really nervous. <laughs> really, yeah. really nervous. So, but he's never shamed it. And on my show, I have a ton of listeners that write in and I've had people tell or husbands write in one specific was like, he told his wife, he really, really wanted her to peg him. And she was horrified, but she didn't like shit all over him and make him feel like a weirdo. She kind of just processed it. And the ideal situation happened for him, which he was very lucky. But she was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a whirl. Turns out she was obsessed with it. Like she got so into it. And now they have this whole new chapter to explore. So I feel like if you're not completely horrified and you, it's consensual both ways and you want to, you get off to your partner being pleased, you never know what you might like. Yeah, that's very true. I think that if you're a woman listening to this and you're like, I either resonated with one of these fantasies or I have another fantasy, but I haven't shared it with my partner, share it with them because you just never know. I think 
the one thing that I will say, and you and I are, are lucky in this sense because we are just like horny fuckers yeah. <laughs> is that we're the ones it sounds like, but tell me if I'm wrong in our relationship with like the, like more of the fantasies and more mm -hmm. of the ideas of like, we can do this and we can do that. I think I'm, I personally would feel a little bit insecure if my husband had all these fantasies yeah. and I don't know. I don't know why there's a double standard there, but I feel like I would feel like, oh, not that I'm not enough, but like, oh, I'm just nervous because he wants to have a threesome and he really yeah. wants to do anal, but I don't want to do that or whatever it is, you know, like why, why is that? I mean, it goes back to, I feel like how people were raised. There's a lot of people who grew up. I mean, I grew up in a very religious household, but like non-denominational. So it wasn't like hardcore by any means, but you know, it was wait till you're married to have sex kind of thing. Like they, I got a purity ring and stuff like that, that I like chunked away one day. <laughs> but I, I think how you grow up and I think how you experience your body and people have certain things happen to them that aren't good. And some people just have, I don't know, this like deep instilled shame. Maybe their parents never spoke to them about sex. Maybe it's just always been hush, hush. Maybe they don't masturbate. There are some people that literally don't masturbate. And I know, I know. And it's just like, you're really missing out because a, a lot of problems, I feel like the answer is masturbation. So many times, if you can't, figure out what's going on with your body. I feel like you should masturbate because if you, you learn so much. Masturbate. If you have a headache, masturbate. Masturbate. <laughs> if you're in a bad mood, masturbate. Exactly. It's literally the answer to everything. Don't mind me chiming in here to tell you something very important. Well, at least it's been really important for me because I am pushing Stephen to move and like find a forever apartment with me. And that has so much to do with credit because in New York City, when you want to buy an apartment, you have to go through a co-op board unless you get lucky and you, you know, find a condo, which is rare. Anyway, you don't want to hear the sob story that I'm dealing with, but I will tell you what has been really helpful for me. And if you're someone who's thinking about buying a home in the future, you should really know about Chime. What is Chime? Well, it's a, an amazing way to build your credit scores safely with everyday purchases and on-time payments. They have a secured Chime credit builder Visa credit card, which is a better and much easier way to build credit. Plus, there's no annual fee, interest, or credit check to get started. So wherever you're at, you can literally just sign up for Chime. And you get paid up to two days earlier. You have fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can ditch your monthly fees because they don't have any monthly fees. And you have access to 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. You could also send and receive money through Chime. So start building your credit up and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. It's only $200 to get started and to start the rest of your life, basically, because you need good credit to live. Get started at chime.com slash Acme. That's chime.com slash Acme. 
The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank, Chime Checking Account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. On-time payment history may have a positive impact on your credit score, and late payment may have a negative impact on your credit score. Results may vary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Do you have a masturbation routine? Do you like have your go-to porn video or you watch a video of yourself and your partner, you look at pictures of something, you read a story, or do you kind of like take from your imagination? I'm a big imagination girl, but I I mean, I like porn and I read erotica on my Patreon. So, I mean, those like get me going sometimes, but sometimes they horrify me. Just depends on the story. But I try to mix it up because I feel like if you are always and I know it's easy to get in a routine because it's so easy to just get off yourself. But if we practice edging, like I know guys will are talk about that more edging so that they can last longer, like build up to an orgasm and then use breath work, whatever means breath works great to come back down and build yourself back up again. You could do a lot of good while masturbating that you can carry over to the bedroom. So I try to mix it up so that I'm not simulating sex in the same way all the time. And I always like to tell women, and I know it's hard not to always go to your vibrator because a dick can never do that. And I there's so many women that are like, I have to grab my vibrator to get off. I have to get that to finish and they think that they're doomed and they're not they just need to withdraw from their vibrator like literally their clit might feel numb or like they're just never get there but if they really do give it a break and go on a vibe strike they'll get it back I promise I agree with that I actually have never used a vibrator to orgasm in my life I know. I shocking. have never met another woman who doesn't love vibrators I'm not into them yeah I'm like I like I'm not into them I well, it's not like it's it's not that's not the reason I don't like a vibrator. I think the reason is because when I first started masturbating, like when I was Back in, an actual an infant, infant. <laughs> like no, really, like I was like a chronic child masturbator. I that swear is to God, hilarious. And when I first started, first of all, I didn't have a vibrator or know what it was. Yeah, pillow, but. Well, yeah, what I had was like a pillow in my covers. So I would just like hump. And I'm telling you, Jordan, like all the humping (laughs) that I did as a kid was such an amazing thing. No, (laughs) not damaging. The opposite was such an amazing thing for teaching me how to hump when I started having sex with uh, people. Because I knew what to do when I was like riding a guy. Like I knew. Like I know it. Totally. I knew like the rhythm. Yes. Which was like the same rhythm that I would use when I was humping a pillow or whatever. You knew what you liked. Yeah. I knew what I liked and I knew how to like 
get it going. I knew the back and forth. And I feel like if I had done that with a vibrator, mm. a guy wouldn't have had a chance. Like I wouldn't have had Amen. a chance with a yeah. guy. It, it does because it, your nerve endings, it's doing something that a lot of girls will only be able to get off once they say with a vibrator because it like numbs them out. I love toys that have air suction. Have you ever tried the air suction, like the womanizer or like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm not a vibrator so. girl. The toys, there's the womanizer. Yeah. They're all by the womanizer. They make knockoffs, but I recommend that one. And it's got like a little suction thing and you can increase or decrease the intensity, but it's literally simulating like someone's eating you out. Best device ever. Because I think most women have orgasms through like external stimulation easier. I don't know about you, but it's way easier for me to come rubbing my clit than just like if no one was touching me and something was just penetrating me, I wouldn't come. Yeah, you need like a mix. I, yeah, I, I need a mix. Me. I I actually prefer an orgasm from sex than from being eaten out. But I know that I'm in the minority there. No, 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 no. I, I feel you because I don't think a lot of guys, I mean, I mean, lots of girls fake it. Don't fake it. Especially if you're married. Don't, don't ever fake it. Because you are just fake ruining it. your. I'm telling you, Jordan, I have never faked an orgasm. Swear on my oh, life. Wow. I commend Not you for that. I admire life, you for that. Not once. Thank you. Oh, Thank wow. You. I've lied. So before like boyfriends, I'm like, I came like six times. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was like me being a 19-year-old idiot. So No, of but course. Now I would never because I feel like you're it's like affirming a bad dog. You're like exactly saying, good boy. And he like didn't do a good job. Yeah. Right. And it's also like if if you fake an orgasm and he believes you, he's an idiot, I think. He's a fucking like, <laughs> I don't care how good of an actress you are. Like if a man has ever made a woman orgasm, he would know if you were faking it or not. He and so know. if he believes you, that when you say, oh yeah, I just came, he's never had, he's never made a woman orgasm. He's not he making you. women come. That's exactly mm -mm. what that means. That's a good dating tip. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true because every yeah. time I do orgasm with my husband, he notices like a difference. Like he's like, oh, it got like a lot wetter down there or like it got this or it, like, it got contracts. that. Like Totally. He's right? like, oh, he can feel me coming. And so he knows he would know if I was lying. And I feel like masturbation is also a great way to show your part, your husband, how you want to be touched. Like if he's never seen you do that or couples that are dating, like, I think that's a great way to know how, what she likes, because we all have different vulvas and different clits. And I feel like some people love a lot of friction. Some people like soft. So I think men should always start soft. I don't know how big your man audience is, but I think they should start softly and work their way up. That's the no, go-to. Don't worry. I'm going to make sure this reaches the man audience. If you're a woman <laughs> listening, send this to your man. Send this to your man's <laughs> friends who like are jackrabbit type of guys who definitely have never made a woman orgasm. That's who you need to send this to. And I think women that maybe you're like feel uncomfortable around this topic, I encourage them to explore their body. I think it is, it's empowering. Once you understand how your body works and you feel comfortable, if you're having good sex alone, you're going to have great sex partnered and you're going to feel so much more confident going in, knowing what you like. Especially if you've never had an orgasm, you need to try it alone. 
It's like you need to, it's like you need to love yourself before you love someone else. <laughs> yeah. But for real, like you need to sexually love yourself before you sexually love someone else too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that requires us like seeing where we have shame and how we can like stop certain limiting beliefs around ourselves and what we like. Exactly. Let's talk about OnlyFans for a second. You mentioned on your Patreon, you read um, erotica. Erotica. Only fans. Everyone's like, no, but only don't fans. have an OnlyFans. So why on Patreon and not on OnlyFans? Uh, because you want me to be completely, completely honest, like mm-hmm. just really honest. And and I'm not knocking anyone that's doing OnlyFans or exploring it. I I think it's the mommy that my kid like my my kids school. It's just like certain things that I just it's fear based. It's my husband wouldn't support it kind of thing. And I know you can do, you can go on OnlyFans. I know people that have podcasts on OnlyFans, like OnlyFans TV. They're not getting naked. They're not having like making porn or anything like that. But maybe it's me just not wanting the stigma that comes with it. I totally get that. I totally get that. And I disclose to you that I dipped my toes, no pun intended, into the OnlyFans <laughs> world because I have really nice feet. And I was like, you know what? No free feet pics should be circulated and I should be monetizing my feet. And I had joked about this for a while with my friends. I joke and about it all the time. My Is husband, totally. Like we always do. And finally I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to see, I'm going to make an account literally just for my feet. And I'm going to post feet pictures and let's see what the fuck happens. What happened? And so I made it, I made the account and similar to you, like there is this stigma, there is this shame, which is so annoying. So I started to feel the shame, feel the stigma, but I I was like, infatuated it. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. It is what it is. Right. And I started to feel the shame. And, but I was like, the only way that anyone's going to be a fan of my feet is if they know it's my feet, because I already have a following. And I was like, I need to promote this. And so I I threw up one story on Instagram. And at the same time as I'm posting the story, I'm also praying that one, the like friends and like whatever are laughing and think it's hysterical yeah. and like are not judging me. And then two, that like enough people see it that Go. they subscribe. And then three, that none of the parents in my life, my in-laws, no one sees yes. it. Yes, what's your feet? So, it wasn't like your, your, it's your my feet. asshole. But still, it's your feet. But okay. still, like just the title OnlyFans. So I threw up that story. I started this OnlyFans. I started posting my feet. I... I'm not kidding. First of all, I made literally over $3,000 in like a week. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. God, okay, I changed then, my mind. Just kidding. <laughs> no, literally. And then, and then secondly, I had some pretty crazy realizations that I need to share with you. Okay. Which is that a lot of these guys, are, most of these guys are married with kids. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's not surprising to me. And none of these guys are okay with just feet. They all want to take it too far. They all want to push the envelope. They all just want to see more. They just want to be nasty. Insatiable. And it honestly freaked me out. I'm not going to lie because I was just like, I wonder how many 
dudes like living in fucking I don't know, Arkansas, like no hate to Arkansas, but it's just the first place that came to mind are so excited to communicate with someone other than their wife. Oh, oh yeah. That they will take a modicum. They will take a fingernail. They will pay for a toe just to like (laughs) get away from their wife. It's insane. Literally. Literally. It it doesn't surprise me. And and that is another the aspect of it that I've thought about because the DMs are already exhausting because, you, you know, your night, you give an inch, they take a mile kind of thing. And by the way, I get so many people asking about my feet. If my feet are in the shot, they're like, oh, thanks for, you know, thinking. I was like, I was not thinking of you when uh-huh. I posted my feet. It's like, but now if they all ask me, because like feet pics, feet pics, I'm just going to send them to you. I'm going to go Lindsay, yeah. head over to Lindsay. <laughs> Please tell them. No, but I, it's funny. I've like stopped using it. it. It really died out. Like the first week was like hot stuff. If you kept and doing then, it, I bet it would have got bigger. And then you could have hired an assistant to answer all your DMs to cough. Maybe, but the, the greediness is crazy. I mean, they wanted more and I wasn't, I had very strict boundaries with Steven. I wasn't going to go behind his back and break the rules, like nothing above the knee, whatever. <laughs> and we're not, we're not <laughs> changing the rules here, but it is really funny because all of my friends, like when our group chat, were like, I'm going to make one. I'm making one. Like you inspired yeah. me. You know, everyone thinks they have perfect feet. It's so funny. They, they and, do. <laughs> and all my you friends are like, I'm <laughs> making one, like I'm doing this and And they're like, why don't I have any fans? And I'm like, because you have to promote it. Like, that's what's so annoying. And so that's why I think mine is dying now. Well, I think you have to. Yeah, you have to. But maybe there's some, someone listening that wants to be a fan of my feet. It doesn't just have to be a guy. Girls, ladies, if you have a a foot fetish, slide into my (laughs) DMs and I'll tell you the name. I'm dead for that. I'm in a plenty. I mean, I know girls that they don't, men think they're interacting with them. And it's not them. And like, it's, it's probably like Chad, her intern, you know what I mean? So right. I, I think so that's true. really funny. What do you think makes these married men? What do you think makes a married man miserable? I know, I, I feel like sometimes I'll shift too much blame on the woman and that's fucked up because I think there's lots of men who are just not dating their wives, not feeding their wife in any way, not setting the tone, not being a masculine. But I also think there are so many women who lose their identity and it's like subconscious and they need to like regain. And then when I feel like when I lean in my feminine, my husband like steps up more in the masculine. Do you feel like that? Totally agree with you. And I will tell you because some of these men opened up to me about their marriages and it became a fucking therapy session (laughs) over there on the foot only fans. And a few different men were like, my wife hasn't slept with me in Mm -hmm. like months we have kids that are young and like so there was like there was one person who was complaining about the wife hasn't slept with them in a while and then there was another person who was and this is really interesting (laughs) they were disappointed in the lack of like intellectual stimulation from the wife and they were like it's so nice she's a stay-at-home mom she stays with our kids but like I have this fantasy of like a career woman, like stepping on me with like Christian Louboutins in her like blazer and exactly. And like, I think a lot of the OnlyFans guys want this like dominating woman, which is the opposite of leaning into your feminine. So I thought that was really interesting. 
there's a lot of powerful, I mean, there's men of all types that are into that, but I've noticed a lot of like, there are some really dominant men who want to be really, really submissive in the bedroom. And I think that's just mm-hmm. interesting. And maybe it's because they feel like they have to be on and delegating and in charge and controlling everything going on that in the bedroom, they want to submit to the feminine. I don't know. And yes, and they're all on OnlyFans because they think that like the women who are those kinds of women are so comfortable with their sexuality. They're on OnlyFans being like, whatever. And these guys will tell the women on OnlyFans, like, talk down to me, like, treat me like an animal, you know? Findom, financial domination. Have you heard of that? No, tell me. Oh, 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 wow. This one's really cool. And But with all of these comes with these men that want a therapist. So they all have cons. Bindom is called financial domination and they want you to be like, they're like a human ATM and they want you to treat them. Um, they're a pay pig and you're their mi- like mistress and they worship oh, you. Oh, yeah. Give me yes, money, yes. you stupid fucking shit. I'm going to take your money and I'm going to go on a trip with my husband and I'm going to fuck my husband and I'm going to use all your money. And they get hard to that. Like they are erect mm-hmm. thinking about you spending their money. I'm all for it. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like the best setup ever. I need myself a pay pig immediately. <laughs> I love that. Well, okay. So we usually will like at the end of episodes, we'll do this really fun thing where we do a rapid fire of the poll questions that I ask on my Instagram. But because we're doing a more like sexual leaning episode, I'm going to switch it up a little bit and give you and just say like rapid fire things and you'll answer like into it, huge fan or not. Okay, so okay. short answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, watch what happens live. Okay. Exactly. 69ing. <laughs> love it. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I, I think it's good mix up. And I sometimes, I know this is weird, girl being on the bottom. I know people like, but yeah, you can do it both ways. Wait, girl being on the bottom. Like you can 69 without me being on the top. Like, like most, like, I know. Oh God, like, I'd, be I'd be choking. I'd be choking. He needs to hold himself up. He needs to like. He needs to be doing a plank. He needs is, to be. Is what doing. he needs to be doing. Like, or you could be like coddling on the side. Like you could be side 69ing. Okay. That sounds be more spider 69 You could yeah, be yeah, like yeah. crouching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I ha- I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not a 69er. I, I okay. don't. I'm not a fan. But, but I think that if someone is a fan. That's really cool of them. And I respect so, that. Not to interrupt your ri- rapid fire, but do you like to sit on your husband's face? Is- yeah. Okay. I shouldn't have 69. Like if you didn't like that part, because I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. asshole in his face. Sometimes I don't like that. I don't know. I have no problem with that. I just don't want his dick like suffocating my throat. Yes. Like yeah. I want to be in charge of like what's, oh my what's God, happened? I can't believe we're going here in this I'm episode. Sorry. I have to do like a trigger warning. Nobody <laughs> listen who actually knows me personally. <laughs> okay. Anal sex. Depends. Depends on the night. Love anal play. Love a finger in there. Instacum button. Anal sex. Mm, no, my, no, not my, like, I don't crave a dick in my okay. butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like touching his butt in that way. Only to find, only for like, just watch his reaction. His orgasm is so much grander if I incorporate a little thingy. Yeah, he's going to be like, did you tell people that? I did. I told everyone on the podcast. Yeah. 
like titty fucking? Is that is that? I don't think my boobs are big enough. And and we had a very honest conversation. I was like, is it when for him personally? Do you want to titty fuck any boobs? Or he's like, truthfully, you want them to be giant, big, wrapped around. Like it's like it's not really the same with with your hand. Not all guys will agree with that. I know women whose husbands are like, any titties, do it. Just not for me. Mm -mm. Yeah, shower sex. Ooh. Mm -mm. husband loves I don't because I don't feel as much lubrication I feel like it's always getting rid of my lubrication and after Mm -hmm. childbirth I don't feel as tight I need to Mm. plastic surgery that just being honest (laughs) six six pound baby and I still don't feel the same as I did before I get it I mean I don't get it but I probably will morning sex or night sex morning sex in this season of my life changes on season to season, but morning sex, I feel like I'm more energy. I like just woke up. I feel primal like an animal. And at night, as of lately, two kids, sports, summer school, I'm tired. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, choking. Mm, meh. I don't feel any type of way about it. Hair pulling. I have extensions. So that's a no. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> favorite, favorite dirty talk line. Give me a line. Oh, I like a whole story. I want a story of him at his office and some girl applied and he fucked her or something like, oh, something horrible, like some secretary seducing him, something mm, like, so I like him story. being dominant over a woman. Him dominating or the woman seducing him, but he's telling me this story and telling me her outfit and what she's wearing and what her pussy looks like. Really dirty, really dirty, but that's what I like. I know. Mm, I love wow. that. Okay. Wow. Well, that was a good, that was a good place to end the rapid fire. <laughs> Jordan, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice? Maybe it's something sexual. Maybe it's something just relationship wise or just something you've heard. Any women, I think you have a lot of people that are in relationships or like dating, listening. I think that you should know that you're worthy of pleasure and prioritizing your pleasure and to know that intimacy with your partner doesn't always feel warm and fuzzy. Sometimes intimacy is really uncomfortable and awkward and it's those hard conversations and to not shy away from it because I think the outcome is so, so worth it. I'll leave you with that. Where can everybody find you, follow you and listen to The Horny Housewife? You can follow me at underscore The Horny Housewife podcast on Instagram or go to my website and you'll find everything there, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com and you can listen anywhere you find podcasts. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. This was fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.